You're listening to Hung Up. My name's Matt. I'm Aiden. So this week we are talking all about sport. Feel free to write in with any comments or questions on our Instagram, which is hungup.au. Let's go. Let's fucking go, dude. First uh, cab, first lockdown cab off the rank, huh? Yeah, that's right. Yes, yeah, this is cab off the rank. I'm fucking high. Mid day, day 60 million of yeah. the lockdown. <laughs> yeah, let's get it. Um, so our question is, why do so many art people think sport is dumb? <laughs> and why do so many sport people think art is dumb? <laughs> <laughs> That's the counter question. Uh, I wanted to say something like first up just about, uh, our relationship, uh, with sport, like together. Yeah. Yeah. So like, what have we known each other now for like eight, 10 years or something? Something like that. Something like that. And I still remember like seeing you bounding around, you said with your big like Sennheisers on, I was like... That guy looks cool. I want to meet that guy. <laughs> and then, like, I'd say for the first however many years of our relationship, we probably never played any sport together, right? Like, the we'd... closest thing we came to was like playing chess. Yeah, exactly. We, we just staying used, up late. <laughs> we just smoke cigarettes and like sit on your bed or whatever. Um, yeah. And then, like, I went away, and I guess we got older or whatever. And then, like, mm. something happened, and it was like okay to like play sport or something. Yeah. Like for us. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then something like something hmm. like it was okay to play sport yes exactly um yeah i don't know whatever whatever happened but then like uh what year ago year and a half ago we both kind of played a bunch of sport together like we spent a whole summer playing soccer in henson park together and you know we've kicked like <laughs> every ball imaginable we've watched <laughs> sport together like we've talked about sport a bunch and i just thought that was like a funny turn for our relationship yeah, totally. I, I never would have thought I, I w- I've historically been like, like almost anti-sport. I, mm. I remember like just being like totally um, like exasperated at the thought of team sports in ever since I've, I was small, basically. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so, so like something has changed. You're right. I, like, I don't know if it was like we gave ourselves permission or, you know, if we just felt like we needed to get fit or something, but yeah, we've definitely like, we've definitely both like really, um, fallen in love with just like physical activity in the last like few years. Um, and we've become those people who are like, <laughs> like, you got to go to the gym, dude. It <laughs> makes your mental health better and stuff like, and it sucks cause it's true. And you just, and actually, you know what? Like it, it doesn't suck that that's true, but it sucks how like quickly you become like preachy about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's just so much fun. Like, yeah. And, yeah. But I think, yeah, I think just you mentioned something about like whether you just wanted to get fit or whether it was permission. I yep. like strongly believe it was like, it was more spiritual and beautiful than just like oh like i'm in my late 20s i need to like be able to run a lap like i think it was for me and i think it like i don't know if if you think this but i feel like this is true for you as well that there was like definitely some like identity and like i don't know like shedding the kind of trappings of like who you thought you had to be as like a 20 year old in a west artist or whatever like uh and i think like just to kind of um foreshadow like some of the ideas uh, that we're, we've been thinking about, I feel like, I don't know, a lot of this, like, uh, sport is cool, sport is okay, sport is, like, not okay, comes from these, like, uh, strongly held kind of narrow conceptions of identity. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like, that's something that I really like about our relationship is that we we sort of examine each other's lives and as well as our own. And like, mm. you, you like <clears throat> totally correctly sort of figured out that like there was this whole dimension to life that we were yeah like missing out on sure the health aspects of it but just the like beautiful like physical poetry of like Mm. you like in the last lockdown in the first one I mean you like figured out how to like um juggle a uh soccer ball (laughs) which Mm. I thought was pretty cool Mm. um and you know uh, and we we wound up um we'll talk about this show a little bit more but we, we wound up like you know from going from like fucking yeah just like dropkick cigarette smoking art students to like going to that show at Parry the um the art show uh, the the sport show at Parry mm. um saying to each other like fuck this is so cool you know like yeah. what a cool take yeah um so yeah um i think we should get into like just just real quick what our like what our early sort of memories of sport are mm. your dad's yeah. always been into sport yeah, so my dad was like a big cricketer. He's like a pretty standard Aussie bloke. He's a builder. He loved cricket and he played rugby union and stuff at school as a kid. I don't think he was ever that good. I think he got smashed around a lot. And I know it was a very <laughs> like brutal, uh, you know, like those kind of pri- private school, kind of all boys schools. Like it's a very aggressive kind of sporting landscape compared to today. Like what, what we're doing. What were your... Um like early experiences with sport, your early experiences with sport. My stuff was weird. Like I didn't fucking play sport at all. Like I was completely afraid of sport. I was like picking up rubbish instead of doing sport, you know? And then it was (laughs) That was an option for your school sport. That was like Thursday afternoon school. Like you and uh, what was her name? Miss Samuels and all the like weird kids would pick up rubbish. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Whilst everyone else went and played soccer or basketball or went swimming or (laughs) surfing or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, like, that was fine. Like, that's just, like, who I guess I, like, thought I was. Like, I was, like, hmm. a fucking nerd. And, like, hmm. I had, like, a clumpy, weird body. Not, like, a beautiful, like, blonde Aussie, like, surfer's huh. body, you know? I was, like, I don't play sport. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. My, my my experience was very similar. Like, I was definitely in in South Africa where I was born. I was in a uh, a bit of a sport school. And, mm. like, we had, we had to play sport. So... Like one of them for me was cricket. Um, and I remember like, uh, actually, do you know what? I don't know if we had to play. I think my parents like made me play or something <laughs> or they thought it would be good for me or something. My 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 only memory of that is um, me sucking so much as a batsman that they put mm. me up very at the very beginning of every game to yeah. like um, up against their fastest bowler who would just bowl me out immediately. <laughs> and I would go and sit on the stands and watch for the rest of the afternoon while my oh, like yeah. friends played that kicked off a, a long uh, period in my life of like no sport like zero team sport enjoyment yeah I remember getting put in goals once as like a 12 year old or a 10 year old and I had this big fucking uh, like lurid green jersey and I remember letting in like seven eight nine goals something like that <laughs> I don't know why my coach my coach was this dude Seamus I don't know why he kept me in like maybe we just all had to do a rotation but yeah I remember that he didn't like, want you running <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want, didn't want to see you run <laughs> something like that so yeah it's funny and then that will be good enough for like many 
many years of not playing sport again. And then just yeah. as an aside, like, I think we can wrap this chapter up. But one day I was going past the local, like, uh, rugby league school and I was about 13, 14 and nothing in my life had changed. I hadn't gotten more athletic or anything. I was in the car with my dad in the back of his fucking truck. And I said, mm. I, can I play? Like, can you sign me up for rugby? And he was like, okay, sure. Like he fucking loves like rugby league. And I played for a few years and I was okay. Like I, I was pretty shit, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I've never quite like unpacked why I wanted to do that at huh, that point. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, you can save that one for your therapist. <laughs> okay. So this, uh, I think, is a pretty common experience, especially for the type of people that we know in the art world, and mm. maybe for some of you listening, mm. uh, like just being reluctant to or avoiding sport altogether in your early life. And yeah, maybe coming back around to it like in our 20s. Yeah. Um, so I, I think like when, once we got into high school, there was definitely this feeling of like a dichotomy set up. Like for me, it felt like it was art as opposed to sport. For right? sure. Like I, I had made my decision. I was going to be a guitarist yeah. instead of a soccer player. Mm -hmm. What do you think led us to like form that opinion and to like hold onto it for so long? Mm. I think like when you were just saying before, it was funny. We both had these like, like spectacular failures and like, that's such a human thing, right? That like, you stick with what you're good at and you run away from like, what you're bad at. Like, that feels mm. like, like that would be a pretty common root of it, right? Mm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's a really good point, actually. I and, then, thought of that. and then just in high school, like, you know, you don't, you don't just, you're not capable of living in this like, wonderfully gray, like complex, I'll take a bit of this, I'll take a bit of that. Like, yeah. you know, everything does feel like a defining uh like dichotomy when you're like 14 yeah. 15 right it's so true yeah, yeah we feel very we feel very um like powerfully that we have to identify ourselves as a certain type exactly. of person exactly yeah, and so i true. i sold all like i went all in on like the arts when i was like yeah. as soon as i saw that that was an identity i could grab like some fucking super trendy kids came to my school and i was like okay like and just grabbed it with both hands and that entailed rejecting like the footy players yeah. and it was funny because the way we would sit at my school was literally there was like a big like <laughs> what would you call it? it's like the bottom of the fucking pyramid uh there was like the f the ground level and it was like a hundred footy players and then we were like <laughs> up on the second level like this smaller like you know we positioned ourselves <laughs> as this fucking like what intelligentsia you know like <laughs> <laughs> The educated <laughs> the, middle class. The, edu the educated, like, <laughs> narrow band of the pie, you know? <laughs> okay, let's fast forward to today. So we're sitting in the pub and, like, you or I will say something like, uh, sport is beautiful, it's an art form. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if we're not met with, uh, like, derision or contempt... Uh, you put it well, I think we would be met with like this kind of perplexed, uh, like raised eyebrow, like really? <laughs> yeah. Um, like, do you want to like, do you want to maybe just like put yourself in those p people's shoes and, and try and imagine um, what those, where those reactions come from? Yeah. Yeah. So like we did mention a little bit that, it, you know, I reckon most of the time it's going to be raised in some like, or like, it will have begun in some kind of personal lived experience, probably when you were young, you know, hmm. yeah, that okay. you were just excluded or you just did bad or for whatever reason. Yeah. Like, I'm sure for most of us, that's where it starts if we have that opinion. And then I guess like, 
the thing that I sympathize with right now, and it's pretty funny because, you know, I've been a pretty serious sports fan, like just watching sports, but the last year I haven't watched any and it's just boring huh. to me right now. Hmm. So I reckon yeah. that's legitimately like the second one. Like yeah. it's boring to watch for these people. Yeah. So yeah, th- there is something going on after all, like sport is uh, mass entertainment, whereas contemporary art uh, is niche. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, there's something wanna, about yeah. like, well, there's something about just like subcultures, right? And like I was saying, when I, yeah. when I was like, when I found this like subculture at my school, which was like skateboarders and like people that loved like, I don't know, like indie music, like for the first time, or like, you yeah. know, we would go to the gallery of modern art in uh, Brisbane for the first time or whatever. And it just felt like I was, you know, like I was a, like an outcast and like a fucking lonely and weird. Like so it's a classic, like sad indie kid story. And yeah. you find solace in <laughs> these subcultures like we yeah. all do. Yeah. Um, and that feels really like personal and private and powerful. And uh, I guess like, yeah, like we define ourselves in opposition to, you know, just these kind of, what would you call it? Like fucking it's so different it's so oppositional to like a hundred thousand people at like a big footy stadium yeah absolutely absolutely yeah totally yeah that's that's it's um it you know it, it always feels good to belong to a group uh, well for most people it feels good to belong to something you know um and i think um we can get into like what what might like split you into one of those two like streams there's definitely so like we definitely know of some artists who like you know, are into sport. I definitely know like a bunch of people like it, you know, just in the kind of like inner West Sydney, like music slash art scene who are like, you know, posting like, yeah, we're at the AFL and like of talking course. about their teams and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, we wanted to talk about this idea of like some kind of bodily like determinism. Uh, we're wondering, um, you know, like what does a sport person's body look like <laughs> versus what does an artist's body look like? Um, yeah. You know, like, I think um, there's always some kind of, uh, like what you were saying earlier, you know, we, we, we want to do stuff that we're good at and mm. you can be, you can be predisposed to be good at sport, right? I remember seeing the guys in uh, the kind of like cool boys who were all like mm. soccer mad mm. in high school mm. um, and they all just had these like athletes bodies, like naturally mm. or otherwise, you know, mm. they had a couple of friends who were like, <laughs> like not so well equipped uh in that department and they were like they were like you know like uh, underlings in mm-hmm. that sort of mm-hmm. world makes sense yeah yeah um i think uh, so are, are we saying then that like um you know like your your body determines your like your artistic like future <laughs> <laughs> like i i don't feel uncomfortable saying that like there's no doubt like we have you know you, like we just had the olympics or whatever and everyone keeps talking about like phelps has this massive whatever the fuck he has what does he have like massive feet or some massive something yeah he's got webbed toes he's got webbed toes or something. he's got shit. gills mate. <laughs> he's, he's got gills and uh <laughs> um like there's no doubt there is no doubt like the way you look the way your body is for sure like uh pushes you to be more likely to do certain things like sure. in your life yep. you know yeah for sure like, I think, yeah, if you're, yeah, I don't know, I don't Absolutely, want to say that, yeah. but like, just like as an aside, like you're, you're probably like, there are lots of beautiful artists, mm. I was going to say, but like, if you're more ugly, you're probably going to be more interesting, right? <laughs> I, I agree. I, I happen to agree. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think most I, people I agree. agree, agree there. Yeah. Yeah, sure. 
I mean, also, like, you know, if you if you look feminine, like, you will be treated a certain way. If you're, like, a person of color, you'll be treated a certain way again. Like, you know, like, your looks really do determine, like, the outcome of your life to some extent. Oh, for sure. Um, maybe not as much as, you know, let's say your parents' income. Um, oh, I don't but, know. But, yeah. Yeah. But, anyway... Um, so, yeah, I think, I think like, there's definitely some kind of, like, determinism at play going on, you know, like, all these, like, what I, what I kept thinking when you, we were talking earlier about, like, your, uh, uh, your school sport alternative option was, like, to pick up rubbish, like, mm. I would just love to see, like, where are they now, like, just yeah. a, a snapshot of all those people, like, what are they all doing, like, how many of those are, like, sculptors now? <laughs> yeah, know? that's funny. Um, yeah, sure. I guess, like, one thing that I wanted to say, just, like, you were kind of talking about, like, you know, like, non-white bodies or, like, non-traditional mm. bodies and stuff. Yeah. It's kind of interesting because they always has to be, f- like, framed against some kind of ideal. And, yes. like, I remember I was telling you, like, when I was in high school, I had to, like, fucking walk down the street or, like, walk down the hallway with, like, this really jockey dude. His name was Cody. And he had, mm. like, you know, a really, like, athletic young man's body. And I said I had this, like, uncomfortable, like, teenager's body. And he mm. had, like, blonde hair and blue eyes. And he had that, like, you know, that, like, really nice, like, sweet scene, like, sweep that, like, 14-year-old uh, boys are always, yeah. like, like like pushing across their forehead and I had this like big messy fro that I had like never done like done any never even thought to do anything and we just like walked down the hall and I felt so like oppositional to him like yeah like I felt like you know he was the archetypical he was like the godly like Mm. classic Aussie white uh body and I was like you know lesser in in you know I was always standing next to him or he was the definition that I would like could not live up to yeah sure and i think that's what like kind of what like is implicit in what you were saying about like you know these other bodies uh kind of sidelined in certain ways in opposition to like the mainstream the, some ideal yeah sure some i mean ideal, i think yeah. like i think like you and i definitely um resist the idea of of you know an ideal in that kind of sense like this kind of opposition to like you know like yeah women people of color and stuff like that like you know we we obviously like um, we don't give a fuck about like ideals like bodily or otherwise in terms of like someone's worth anyway of course it's it like even the, but like even if you resist it like it still gets at you right like it's still there yeah it's everywhere yeah it's everywhere there, yeah. yeah yeah it's on it's yeah it's, it's everywhere yeah for yeah. sure yeah, yeah it's yeah, on the yeah. tv it's on sure. youtube whatever sure, sure yeah for sure uh okay let's let's move along gonna bring this uh we're gonna like fold this into like talking about a show in a second but i think a nice way to get there is to talk about something that you know a a lot more people who are artistic probably do kind of like get on board with which is like the aesthetic of of sport slash streetwear like Mm. like what about the clothing of sports do you think is so compelling for artists yeah fuck i don't know like right now i'm wearing like these stupid like red like champion basketball shorts and their, <laughs> their brand is beyond skateboards which is like a really cool yeah. skate shop in like perth and it's funny that they have like appropriated this like super sporty look which like <laughs> at a certain point like i imagine like skateboarding would have been like super opposed to wearing like mainstream sport 
cuts or whatever. Sure. Um, but now I guess like I skateboarding is a tough one because it's always sat at this like really interesting play between like fashion and contemporary aesthetics and like is yep. it a sport? Yeah. Like I guess Japan actually won skateboarding in the Olympics. That's kind of cool. Oh, it did that. I didn't. I didn't know that. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, like that's pretty cool. But I don't like I don't even understand what skateboarding in the Olympics is. But like yeah, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I mean, what, what's your take on it? Like, what have you seen of, like... You definitely see, like, a shitload of, like, sportswear, like, at openings these days, like, when you're allowed to go to them. Sure, yeah. I mean, I can tell you from my own perspective, like, yeah, like, it, you know, when we met, I was definitely, like, Doc Martens, like, you know, um, long hair guitarist with, like, absolutely zero interest in sport. And today, I'm, like... Like, I actually just ordered my first ever pair of uh, secondhand nike air maxes mm, <laughs> from mm, from depop mm. i said i sent you a picture last night i was like mm. these or these and you were like get those <laughs> um and yeah i mean I, I think like i don't know for me I, I don't know if i don't know if i have overcomplicated it for myself but like like the whole inclusion of sport into my life has felt like um a way to you know explore what is possible for me to like feel um, and identify as like mm. I think for I think I would be I think I would be lying if I said that we only played soccer just for the personal health private kicks you know like mm. like like I, I I also like got you know some kind of like I, I whether or not like I, I got into it for this reason um, I think is besides the point I think I have to acknowledge that like I got some kind of like positive social um like benefit from like even just for myself from like surprising people you know like mm, about mm. now now I'm into sport yeah and I, I think like I'll, I'll never forget like seeing um like a uh, spike uh, like a friend and like a musician of mine like mm. playing uh guitar on stage and like I had always I, I'd never really noticed his clothes before until one day I saw him playing with these like brand new like shiny white Nikes on I was like mm. whoa like mm. so sporty dude yeah um so yeah, does does that answer your question? <laughs> yeah, kind of. I mean, I, I I love to hear that. I think that's really cool. And I just wanted to add one thing. Like, I remember you like bought your first pair of boots or whatever, and they they were like white and blue, right? And they were like pretty expensive. Like you spent like an extra thirty or forty bucks, and then you bought these like long blue socks, like to go with so- them. Yeah, fo- football boots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. football boots and, and yeah. these big fucking uh, like blue socks, which were like yeah. way over the top for what you needed. Yeah. But it totally. was like this nod to like this kind of beautiful loop of like you know if you if you get want to play sport now like as like art artist sport players like we're we're not just sport players we're like art sport players and we think the socks are cool and like yeah i remember like (laughs) one of your mates like came and played soccer and had like vintage fucking boots on like like vintage soccer boots like yeah it's so stupid and cool and it's just this like beautiful like loop of fashion the way that like I don't know, for, for you maybe, and for us, there was, like, a sense of, like, authenticity where it's, like, we wouldn't wear the, the sports stuff without, like, knowing how to, like, juggle a football. Sure. But yeah, we think- definitely felt a little bit, like... At- when I first got them, I would like, I think you and I both were yeah. a little bit like, you know, are yeah. we out of our depth here? Like in terms of this fit, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but I mean, I think like, I, I, whatever, like this, one of the cool things about fashion, like I think Spike 
if he has never kicked a soccer ball in his life, like, he is, like, there's no doubt he's entitled to wear as much fucking football gear as he wants. Like, as long, you as, bet. It, as, long as it looks yeah. cool, you know? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, it is a fun thing to, like, acknowledge that many of the fucking artists that might be decked out in, like, traditionally, you know, super sport-focused brands yeah. may probably also hate sport, like... And sure. that's like a contradiction that like fashion can handle and art can handle. Sure, yeah. It's cool. So like there's there's a, a strong connection like obviously to uh, basketball culture with like hip hop culture. And like I think that has has persisted like all the way through to like today with like totally unrelated things. Um, so I think that that like might be a good way to explain like partially what's going on, like associating at least some sport with cool, you know, like mm, mm, mm. on a, on a street sense. <laughs> True. Um, like no one's like repping like cricket whites. Like exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. No one's got like, yeah. Lacoste shoe. Uh, 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 what's it? Lacrosse shoes on, you know, like, yeah, yeah. but like people are like wearing basketball shoes that were like, you know, allegedly like designed for playing basketball on they're wearing <laughs> yeah. them to like go and like you know eat yeah, some yeah. fast food and like you know go shopping or like or whatever, fucking like. trail running well yeah trail running is kind of a weird one but like these fucking solomons or whatever yeah yeah sure sure yeah, yeah. okay i get you like the sport has to be cool for it to like make its way into fashion okay and the other the other like uh the other line that we should probably say is that like there was there's always been like a um like this is kind of opposite to basketball, right? There's like been polo and like tennis stuff, uh, mm. which is for like, you, it, just to like paint a picture, like let's say a rich like white family, you know, mm-hmm. they, sure. they've got their own like status game they're playing where it's like, you know, I've got to be like clean and like, yeah. Yeah. and like effete. <laughs> yes. Um, that's a good point yeah I I think like cricket stuff definitely comes into it in in some (laughs) angles but you know we're not we're not talking about like what people wear we're talking about what's cool today so I think that's that's where we can leave it (laughs) yeah yeah no I think that's a nice uh, a nice summary okay let's uh, let's move along Okay, so last year uh, we went to a really great show at Pari called Sports Show, um, and we'll put the link to like all this in the description. It's and there's some really great documentation photos of all this. Uh, so yeah, like follow along if you want, or just check it out later. This show meshes really well, I think, with what we've been talking about today. Um, it it felt at once like uh, a sort of a genuine love for sport. Uh, as well as an interrogation of that relationship that we have been discussing today, this relationship between contemporary art and contemporary artists and sport. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's fucking, it's a beautiful show. Uh, there's some stuff, there's some funny stuff in like, do you know what that like, what's that? It's like the title. Are you looking at like the website right now? Like the, uh-huh. the sports show, like how would you describe that? Like, effect on the text like it's a really like a vintage right. jersey like yeah uh, it's it's got like a font. basketball yeah it's a classic like basketball like american mm. nhl nba mm. kind mm. of like font with like square letters like varsity jacket yeah kind exactly of font yeah and i remember like dming you this because it was so exciting because it felt like the reason i was excited to see like a show at pari which is like you know a really important cool space yeah but there was about sports you know, it just felt like, I don't know, why was that so juicy to me? Like, it felt like that that wasn't really allowed to be done in the past. Yeah, 
Yeah, it was, it, it's just such a clever, it, it was such a clever programming and curatorial decision, we thought, because, you know, like, we, we just hadn't seen any, we hadn't seen any soccer balls <laughs> in, in these galleries in, in our whole lives, basically. Like, we, we, you know, we had spent, like, our whole, you know, adult lives, once we'd met each other, like, or whatever, we spent the whole time knowing each other, never seeing any sport in a gallery. Maybe we hadn't known to look, you know. But um, I think like it, it was just it, it felt like it, it feels like the kind of like um, brilliant idea that people have when they're like a former startup company. It's just like there was yeah. a niche that like no one had no <laughs> yeah. one had thought to even yeah. like consider, you know. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's such it's, a it's such a ripe relationship to like explore, um, you know, art versus or art and sport. It's dangerous, man. I think it's dangerous and it's scary. And that's why it hadn't come up a lot. I think mm, totally. exactly for those reasons that all throughout the art community, I can imagine all the way up to like the big fucking, the big dogs, like the, the big decision makers. I yeah. am not, wouldn't be surprised if there was still an insecurity and like uh, distrust <laughs> and discomfort with sport and yeah. the sporting They've also body. got the like weak artists' bodies. <laughs> yeah, and like yeah. The, the sporting public, you know, even though like there's always this funny like, you know, call like to engage the public in that way and like in a in a funny way like these public uh programming you know figures like fucking yeah. wish they could like have access to you know sure a sporting crowd or like a crowd yeah. that cares about something as much as like my dad yeah. cares about the tigers you know yeah absolutely absolutely <laughs> yeah i would have loved to see just one picture of like a, a fully grown man with two kids like crying you know, at, <laughs> yeah. at, 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 like his team losing or, yeah, or maybe winning yeah. like just to like just to just to drive home that like mass appeal like dominance that sport has you know because yeah. like pari are you know they're fucking cool but they're underdogs right like and and maybe that's what like works so well for them like in, in this especially in this show like um, yeah. that kind of that sort of stark contrast between you know like yeah the ANZ stadium and the stadium that was built just down the road actually yeah. th they talk about that in the show note in their um, not show notes in their room sheet mm. uh, versus yeah these like sort of gatherings of like al alternative um, people who were all like really sensitive and like maybe you know, not that into sport or like like you know had the same kind of experience that we outlined at the beginning of the show I just had a, a thought and like I don't know how like able we are to get into this but we're kind of painting this picture of like the feeble artist and and the like you know art as a place of solace but I know like a lot of people and I know like, you know, my sister and friends, like a lot of women, a lot of people that like don't fit, like I do like jujitsu and that's like a really like nerdy sport. It's like a yeah. nerdy sport for older people. And yeah. I guess like, I also want to like acknowledge and like, I know your sister is kind of in this position too. Like mm. people that don't fit the norms of like this, like Chad sport player that we've been kind of alluding to, but yeah. find like an incredible amount of like, meaning and passion and like power and discovery through it and like yeah i i, ju I don't want to like make it seem like we're like falsely dichotomizing it when there are ah, especially today like all these beautiful layers in between and like i played like mixed uh football for a long time in the uk and like found that very fucking like that was like a cornerstone of my like you know social life there so yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just to acknowledge that. And I can imagine, like, the, the thing that spurred it is I was imagining, like, this opening. And I think this opening happened during COVID. I was just reading and they had to, like, meet in the park or whatever. But I can yeah. imagine some very arty looking, you know, 
people but mm. also i just had this like vision of them like sharing stories about playing sport as well yeah and yeah. like i'm sure that exists you know absolutely i think like that's the that's the like i think a, quite a happy resolution for us to like wind up at um you know we we kind of grew up in this world where it was one or the other Mm. And and I think today, like, you know, we know so many people who who derive so much pleasure from this stuff and like, you know, um, feelings of like, um, you know, community and like understanding and like identity with these mm. things, which mm. like maybe don't even have like any bearing on what their interest is, whether they're a banker or, you know, um, a nurse or an artist, whatever. Mm. Um, but like, you know, we, we, we I think we uh we're uh what am i trying to say I, I think like we've we've you know outlined or like we've arrived at this like conclusion that like you know it's it's no longer quite so black and white like there is still a fight happening though right like there is still a fight for this like it's true like i'm sure sport has opened up i'm sure it's more accessible and more diverse but yeah. like you know as you're saying like bankers like i also played like when i was in that mixed football team against yeah. like yeah teams of like all lawyers like all <laughs> hyper aggressive <laughs> fucking angry Wankers. men yeah. like trying yeah. to fucking kill you after work in the city so but. like sport i feel still is mostly that like just mm. statistically <laughs> mm. um but like it's almost like these people that were like sidelined through sport whether it's like your gender or you know your body or you're mm. too fucking quiet to like i don't know get a place on the team have mm. kind of like fought for it and like you know fight have like demanded that space and that's why it's so i don't know is that kind of you're getting it like there's this kind of like beautiful like gray area but people have like fought for that for themselves you know yeah absolutely like, absolutely yeah, yeah. Th th those people continue to fight f for for that like uh, yeah, my yeah. sister was telling me about like you know like insisting and like and like helping shepherd in like the use of like proper pronouns like for people mm. on their um afl team you know like which was sure. a big thing like sure, sure. you know some people were like resistant to it and yeah. a lot of people were like cool about it right yeah, like yeah. um okay so um i think uh we can start to like wrap this up now um we've kind of wound up in this really nice like uh awareness of the all of the beautiful complicated gray areas uh in this topic it's probably a big enough topic to do a whole podcast just about <laughs> but mm. um we are a sydney-based contemporary art podcast so we're going to talk about some work in uh, we're going to talk about something in particular just in relation to this now um what have you got for me yeah, so I thought it'd be cool if we both, like, just picked one that, that spoke to us. The one that okay. I remember from that show that I really dug was by uh, two artists, Samia Saeed and Kumba Samega Jana. It's called The Indifference of Bystanders, uh, A Heavyweight Stitched from 2020. It's like a 25-minute video. And so it's like a two-channel video. There's like two screens on the back wall of the gallery. Uh, in front of the screens was like three or maybe it was two like black jigsaw mats they're like uh little mats that you can put together to do like whatever you want like you know grappling or yoga or, or whatever or sport mats and yeah i just found there was also some like poems on the ground in front of them and i really like this like i don't know i'm like a sucker for that kind of because i find video art can be so like difficult but i'm a mm. real sucker for like a bit of an environmental what would you call that like a bit of a hook 
Yeah. You know, like the video is expanding from, you know, just being on the screen. And I'm also now kneeling on this mat that has a texture. And I remember, I can't remember what was in the poems, but I remember something about like a Siggy and she was like, bet her mum that she could beat her up or whatever. Yeah. Um, And yeah, I'm just looking at the still now. It's been like nearly a year. So I don't fully remember what happens in the video, Mm. but it looks like Samir is is looking at the camera or whoever's in the video. And I'm just looking at the room sheet. There's this really uh, a cool description that I'll just read. Samir's film explores domestic labor as a sport, recognizing women, particularly her mother in her everyday life. The home is an arena, her body as an athlete and her chores as a sport. Samir uses her big fat body as strength and protection to hold her mother through the labor she has witnessed her endure, but never be championed for. Hmm. Like, I think it's such a beautiful sentiment. And I think there's so much that like, I don't know, I felt so much of that toward like my mother growing up. And my mother is like an athlete and she has kind of like reinvented herself through her sports practice. Yeah. Um, that's kind of like liberated her in this way. Like, yeah. Like not only emotionally, but also like psychologically and now economically. Um, and I just love that like sentiment of like, uh, it's a real poetic, I heard like uh, description. Like she's yeah. witnessed her endure, but never be championed for. Like it's yeah. su- such a like uh, radiant uh, vision or like uh, conception of like, you know, this like. Uh, devaluing of women's labor and then to use that sense of like championed like you know how much kudos the dude like the sports dude on the podium gets you know in culture like it's just this like glaring uh imbalance and i thought that work like really explored it in a powerful way great yeah what an omission what an omission Mm. um I, I seem to remember that it was like the the video was like a sort of choreographed wrestling Mm, mm. Uh, between the two, um, the artist and their mother. Yeah, that's or maybe awesome. maybe the two artists. Yeah, um, yeah. Actually, do you know what? I think their mother might be credited as the other artist that you're talking about. Uh, okay, so my my pick from that show was um, "The Field" by Elvis Richardson. Uh, it's a, 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 a like a 120 centimeter diameter table with like, I don't know, 200, uh, 300 little uh, gold trophy figurines. Mm. So, yeah, so it's like a, it's like 300 trophies on a table. Um, mm. I'm just getting the uh, the picture up so I can have something to talk to. Mm. Um, I, I, I remember feeling like, uh, like quite stunned by it at the time. Like, it's just, mm. it's such a, it's such a fun um, uh, uh type of work where it's mm. like a gathering you know it's not like this kind of um construction or uh, a fabrication of something like uh, there were other works in the show that were like completely made by the artist um this is like a sort of found object piece mm. um and i think just the the like the um the the ingenuity of that idea just this like very simple idea done like some kind of excess of of something yeah um, it, it really tickled me and it, and it made me laugh and like and really <laughs> engage with it i think underneath uh the table there's like a tv scrolling all of the like name plates that were pulled off of all the trophies like <laughs> yeah. you know it's like brandon harris 1998 <laughs> like under 16s like football or whatever i'm just making this up like um, it was such a fun, like, exploration of, like, sport as a domestic 
you know, pastime. Like, mm. um, like you've got this, like, you know, the the trophy in the room sheet. They're they're talking about like heraldic devices and like glory and stuff. But also, like, this is something you give to your kid, like, you know, yeah. to like give give them a good pat on the back, like. Yeah, and people they're cheap, keep them, you, know, they're, you know. Yeah, they're probably like five bucks each. Yeah, people keep them for years, like years <laughs> yeah. longer than maybe they ought to. But you know, that, it yeah. it reminds you of something. I think personally, I don't know if I ever want a trophy like this. <laughs> no. But it, you know, it was cool. Like, what a, what a, a sort of a treasure to see, um, uh, you know, in, in in an art gallery. I think that's a really nice, like that that moment where you talked about like this kind of domestic sporting kind of yeah like pride you know yeah. it, you know that is so powerful and it's funny because i do think of like you know you're playing like we were playing like three aside with like about a couple of artists and it was like a super low stakes game you know by every <laughs> every measure but in that moment you know like and that's yeah. kind of like what these little dinky trophies feel like like yeah it's this kind of yeah very personal quiet domestic pride yeah it's cool great Okay, that uh, just about wraps it up for our sports segment uh, for this week. Sick. Uh, stick around for Hung Up Artists of the Week. Who have you got for us? Cool. This week we're talking about Amy Jane Parker. Uh, I found out about her when I was scrolling through uh, the latest edition of Un Magazine, which is like contemporary art magazine from Melbourne. And uh, this work caught my eye uh, and the title slash materials list I thought was quite funny as well. I'll read you the work and then I'll give you a little description. So the title of the work is Plastic, Petroleum, Fecal Matter of Antarctic Krill, Carbon, Symbiotic cultures of bacteria and yeast, inkjet print, moth, water, glazed earthenware. <laughs> Fantastic. Just, there was something super cool. So I saw this one work, and it's basically like a big plastic like tub that I guess <laughs> you could like soak clothes in or like move yeah. fucking I don't know move houses move, with move houses with, and yeah. it's got this like glistening piece of like yeah I guess this is the glazed earthenware, and it's yeah. got like these like kind of wild colors like it almost looks like uh like when you invert the colors on your phone like the yeah. greens and like dark blues and purples and reds and it's this kind of big higgledy piggledy it almost looks like a piece of landscape from like um huh. what's huh. that game where you like paint the models the fucking super hardcore like, oh warhammer <laughs> warhammer it looks like a yeah. piece of like warhammer terrain to me yeah and then wow. it's just like sitting in like a couple inches of this like dirty brown water and then like <laughs> top left there's just a moth like yeah. floating in the yeah. water, <laughs> which was beautiful. And and this yeah. was such an alluring image. And especially now that we're kind of like confined to seeing um, work on our computers, like this one yeah. really, really did well. And then yeah. like, I won't go into her other work, but I looked through her website, which we'll link to. And I yeah. just found it really kind of like impressive because there's all sorts of like cool themes and aesthetic ideas she's exploring here. And like, she's been at it for ages and there's this real like consistency and like building of, you know, those ideas that you can see in her website. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which just made me think like, yeah, it, it just really gave me like a great picture of her as an artist, which is, you know, not all uh, artist websites are that, um, you know, capable. Sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, stick around for who's cancelled. 
they lose their food stamps while he eats KFC. A reality star spews propaganda, uses hate speech, and calls it banter. The zombie apocalypse, they're after our brains. They limp through the wasteland to sell their campaign. Great again, they chant, like bleating sheep, tripping over their scents to fall at his feet. Don't try to save them, turn and run. Board up your houses, they love their guns. Is there a cure, an inoculation, a chance to recover a mutant nation? Broken bodies carry poisoned minds, grabbed by the pussy and given a line. (laughs) God bless America, no really, it's dire. Save the zombies, tell him he's fired. Cool, that's a wrap, dude. It's a wrap, brother. Alright, man. Nice one, good show. Have a good night. Yeah, you too. Hung up.